everybody. Welcome to the Yamcast. My name is Erica. And I am Chris. Yam actually stands for Young Adult Ministry. So the goal of this podcast is to talk about college and young adult ministry and how to effectively do that. Yeah. And the music in our episode is from our lovely friend Brian Nielsen and James DeWall. He just makes us sound so good. All right, for our second EM snack, we thought we would, you know, introduce people to us. Let you know who we are a little bit more than maybe you've already picked up on. We may regret this later. Maybe. Drastically. I often find that I'm excited to meet new people, and then as they get to know me, they're slowly disappointed. When it's like, I really like to get to know them, but then they ask me questions, and I realize I don't have a life. Correct. They're like, what are your hobbies? And you're like... Um, I do a podcast for like 12 people. I like to sit on the couch and I don't know. Anyways, I just feel like when they ask those questions, you're sitting there going, um, I swear I do things. Right. What do I do? Right. Right. Anyways. Totally with you. Life can be. So maybe hopefully this isn't that boring for you while you listen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. So Erica, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, yeah, my name is Erica, and I was born in Wisconsin. We'll start all the way back there. And we moved to where we live now in Freeport, Illinois, when I was five. Uh, before that, my parents had gotten a divorce, so then my mom got a job transfer, and that's how we ended up here. I always get that question, well, how'd you end up in Freeport? Because... It's the booming metropolis, if you didn't know. So, um, so yeah, I we moved here. Uh, started getting involved in youth group and things when I was in middle school. Well, actually, it started in, like, third grade with good old Sparkies and Awana. That was the best. And my competitive side came out because we would play the games and whatnot, and I always enjoyed those. So, and moved on up through the youth groups. We have a middle school and a high school youth group here. So moved through those and really started to take my my kind of faith more seriously halfway through high school. Really just started questioning like, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? This A lot of this stuff, this high school stuff doesn't really seem to have meaning or value. And I really value having meaning and value, <laughs> value having value. So I decided, I was like, I'm going to really try this, this following Jesus thing and see if it's all that it's cracked up to be. And I have not regretted that decision ever since. Ended up uh, spending a year in Ecuador going to a Bible school and then went and got my undergrad in British Columbia, Canada. As you can tell, I must have loved Freeport because I did not stay close at all. So um, basically moving as far as I possibly could in different directions. So, But after I moved home and really thought this was just going to be like a jumping place you know I'll stay here for a little bit and then we'll go to another crazy place but a trampoline if you will yes if you will um but I'm still here nine years later so uh realized I should probably start putting some roots down because I'm going to be here so then I started getting involved in helping with the youth group helping with college age ministry um doing missions trips to different places that I've really enjoyed doing so that's and I right now I teach, so that's kind of what I'm doing with my actual degree. Is uh, I work at a small private school and teach fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. So sweet, that's a very short inversion. And probably my 
my favorite part of your story because I like being in people's stories is just about six years ago, we were on a plane flying mm-hmm. back from Haiti. And I said, why aren't you involved more in, in the church and stuff? And you said, I'm good. I'm not staying here. This is just a jumping point. And I said, Eric, I'm going to challenge you to really think about maybe you should just get involved because you don't know how long you're going to be here. And here I am. Six years later, here. we're having conversations for a podcast, which is super fun. Yeah. And really, I realized no matter how long I am anywhere, I want to have roots. Yes. So I've yeah come to realize that really not having roots was me protecting myself, and that's not helpful. Which pulls so. a ton of themes and strings from this whole podcast so far. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that we as Christ followers are supposed to make an impact wherever we are, right? Mm-hmm. So if we live in a place for a month, that place should be better having had us there. Yeah. And we don't think that way, but we should. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. What about you, Christopher? Tell us a brief history of your 40 years on this planet. Just kidding. Shut <laughs> Just up. kidding. Just kidding. I'm He's not, not 40. 40 yet. <laughs> Close. Close. And I look like it. <laughs> so for me, I was born in Freeport, Illinois as a baby. That's when I was born. <laughs> born as a baby. Yeah. And we lived in Freeport. Forreston is an area just south of Freeport. So I lived there for about a year. And then due to some job transfer stuff, we moved to St. Louis area for a little while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And then as an eight-year-old, my family moved back. And the summer that we moved back, I was invited to a, a vacation Bible school in Shannon at a small little fundamentalist Baptist church. I was, uh, I think I'd lived my whole life thinking I knew who God was. And then I was kind of preached a message of, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. And so maybe turn. And I was like, yes. basically, I was, yeah, I was given the option of, if you don't accept Christ, you're going to burn in hell for the rest of eternity. And I made the wise decision of saying, yes. I think I'm going to go with Jesus. But then I didn't live like it at all. And then as a sophomore in high school, my family was going through some trouble, divorce as well, and uh, just a lot of craziness going on. And we came to Park Hills just to sort of try one last shot at things. And I... Uh, just fell in love with Jesus. I had never seen people actually follow him. I, you know, that's not to say that people at my church didn't, but the little country church I grew up in, you know, there were some folks that I think loved Jesus, but they didn't know how to communicate it well. And, and mostly it was just like a Sunday morning thing, you know, show up, do your thing. So as a teenager, same thing. I got really impacted by people here that loved Jesus and I decided to follow Jesus too. Went to Moody uh, and then got my bachelor's in biblical science, biblical studies, uh, bachelor of science in biblical studies. And then I started serving as a pastor and then ended up going to seminary, got my MDiv in uh, basically pastoral leadership. And then when that got done, uh, came here pretty much right around the same time and came back to my home church and have been serving in various roles ever since. have two beautiful little girls, an awesome wife named Heidi. And uh, yeah, I'm just, that's kind of my life. So currently working on a doctorate, but I love the church and I love this area and I'm excited to serve here a long time. And it's been really fun to do this podcast with you. Yeah. I've enjoyed the, the newness of it. It's been So nice. we've had, Something we do nice. have a few questions that came in through, um, our Instagram. So if you would like to check us out on there, it is the Yamcast. Just locating them. I don't know. You press a button and you're like, where did it all go? This is where I say, hey, James, edit this this dead part out. And what, <laughs> then what James is going to put in here is me saying, hey, James, edit this out. And then I think James secretly just wants to talk so that the mic can hear him so that he gets famous. Mm. Because this podcast is blowing up. 
it's legit, <laughs> as the cool kids say. So our first question, I think you might be able to guess who this question came from. But our first question says, why is James the best editor slash producer ever? I can give an answer to this question. Yeah? He was available. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, <laughs> and the price was, and the price was right. It is very uh, right. We we didn't ne- totally know what we were doing. We were just kind of starting to play around with the idea of a podcast, which you can hear some of the first two episodes how really mm-hmm. rough it was. And we knew we needed somebody that knew what they were doing. And none of those people were available. <laughs> so we grabbed somebody that might have possibly figured out what he's doing eventually. And honestly, James has done such a great job of learning how to do this well mm-hmm. and then giving of his time to make this thing happen. So if you're doing the reviews on on iTunes, like James asked to give a four and a half star or above, which means really we just want fives because there's no half stars. We Just give us fives. If you can make this podcast explode so that we actually start making money someday, James is probably going to get the first check. Now yeah. it's only going to be like a dollar. But it's gonna be. But leg- I mean, it'd be something. It's gonna be legit. It'd be his and then Brian, paycheck. Brian Nielsen gets a fifty cents. Mm-hmm. We'll cut those two checks. We'll shoot them in the mail, and then we'll be <laughs> off to the races. Right. Or if you're a sponsorship program that would like to jump in and help a little podcast out, you know, Chick Fil A. We talked about you a couple weeks ago. We did. We threw jump, a little one out. Jump on in. Kanye. We, we kind of yeah. threw a little bit of that too. Anyways, another question. When and how did you realize you are capable of being a leader? I want to hear your answer to that one first. Oh, gosh. I didn't even think about it before yet. I should have done that. I had the questions. Um, so I I don't know if I've ever, like, had that moment of, like, I can totally lead. I will say one of the – I know one of my big moments of when I realized I could is when other people realized I could. So – I know, like, specifically in in university, I was, was I asked to be an RA or did I just, I just chose to do it even though I lacked a ton of confidence and basically thought I wasn't going to get it. That's really, and then when I did, I was so surprised. And I remember talking to my RD and she's like, why are you surprised to get good things? You know, and I think from that moment, I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like, I can, and not that it's all me, but that I've been gifted in different areas and really I think he's gifted us all with different things to lead. And I, I did lead in other ways to being yearbook editor in high school. And when I was in Ecuador, I was also a yearbook editor, but like, I think that moment where she basically said to me, like you should following Christ, you should be expecting to get good things. Not that all everything coming your way is going to always be good, but I shouldn't always be like, I'm never going to get anything good. And that I think made me realize, oh, I can do things. I I have been gifted in a way to develop relationships really well, and RA is perfect for that. So I think that was one way that I really saw, wow, I could I could actually do this yeah. because she saw it That's first. Good. That's good. That makes sense. There's a lot of discussions about leadership, and I think one of the peop- things people think is that leaders are just born naturally. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people that lead naturally are jerks, and they're bossy. They just have enthusiasm. Correct. And they want, it, they want control. Mm-hmm. So they're really control freaks, and everyone's like, you're such a great leader. No, all they did was tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't define that as a leader. So one of the neat things about what you're describing, there's a great book written by Leonard Sweet called Summon to Lead. When we are approached with a situation, 
sometimes people who use their gifts correctly and end up leading. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest leaders in all history wouldn't have been called a leader and they weren't called a leader by their family or their village or whatever. But a situation arose, they stepped up to the plate and they realized, man, I really am capable of leading. So that was kind of it for me. I, I was always kind of the, you know, the quiet basketball player or the the kid who studied all by myself. And I was like sitting on the stairs reading like four or five books. I read that Thomas Jefferson would read like five books at a time and I thought I could do that. So I would read books like nonstop. You can tell how big of a nerd I am. Uh, in the podcast here, but there was a there was a point where there were just situations arising in my life where I could tell someone needed to do something, and I just thought, why why not throw my hat in the ring and just step up? And that led to open door after open door, and then eventually had some really great people like our our pastor Mark uh, Balmer, he's our lead guy, and he was my youth pastor back in the day, and he actually took me on a trip one time uh, he was speaking and I think I was his intern at that point and he introduced me to someone and said this is this this is Chris he's going to be a fantastic pastor a great writer and a and a speaker someday and and he's just a really good leader and I had never actually heard that about myself before so I don't know that I ever realized I was a leader I think I was told I was a leader and I was believed in and it kind of pushed me to the front and it I've been leading ever since Sometimes I don't even want to lead, but it's been really cool to sort of get that affirmation. So that's how I got to the where I am. Yeah, I think sometimes it's the opportunity is there and you don't actually think you can, but you do. And then God's like, I'll show you. Like, I will make you able and capable. So yeah. I know that's been the case in my life. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Another question would be... This one's more of a fun one. Craziest youth or young adult ministry experience. I don't want to tell any stories. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have some crazy ones. I I think one of the worst ones that I've ever, it's crazy and it's just stupid and it makes me look really bad. So I'll do that. But yeah, they have a ton of great stories that we'll, we'll, we're going to save a lot of them for the podcast later on. But when I was an early youth pastor, I was just starting to serve a church and the kids got out of school early that day. They had like an early lunch thing. So we we decided that we were going to take them across town, grab lunch, and then go to a candy shop afterward. So, you know, high school kids, middle school kids, super poor. I go, where do you guys want to eat? Quiznos or Taco Bell? They're like, Taco Bell, Taco Bell. So we went Taco Bell. We ate there. And there's a candy shop that was open in Freeport just behind there called Serendipity Candy. And so we went over to Serendipity. And these kids were like literally kids in a candy shop. <laughs> you know, they, they like, were just like, this is so great. And they're like running around buying stuff. And they got so excited that I was like, hey, guys, we got to go. So we all left and got in the van and we drove back to the church, which was like two and a half miles away from the candy store. It wasn't even super far. And we got to the, ch- to the church and I went inside and all the kids dispersed and went home. And they were going to come back for a youth group later that night. And I'm in my office and I'm typing away on my computer and working on the lesson for the evening. <laughs> oh, no. All happened? of a sudden, this kid walks in my office. And I go, oh, hey, man, what's up? He goes, where do you guys go? Oh, no. <laughs> and I had <laughs> I had forgotten one of the kids at the candy store. So <laughs> I felt so bad. So we were going to the Ice Hogs game the next day. And I said, hey, are you going to the Ice Hogs game? He's like, yeah, no, I will buy you whatever you want tomorrow. And I said, okay. And so <laughs> it that was I, I shouldn't have survived the career. Like that that was the moment that I knew I probably shouldn't be doing this at all. And uh, God Here was gracious. God was gracious to me, and all I had to buy him was a pretzel with cheese 
and a couple of things of nachos. And, It'll solve a lot. Yeah. And I, please understand, I'm not implying here that I like tried to keep him quiet. It was more just, I felt so bad. I think he understood. Like, oh yeah. If he buys me some stuff, I'm good. So he walked back to the church and I was. Broke. Thankfully it's only in Freeport. It's not too far. Correct. Yeah. But where'd you guys go? And I didn't count. So there's not a single trip from that yes. that I've not counted. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Not good, though. Another question that we have is, did you have fears slash desires to quit the young adult ministry when it first started? And how did you overcome this? Um, I think for myself, it happens when we're down on numbers. Mm. And then that makes me think we're not doing something right. So then... Um, I know you have, we even talked about this previously on a, on a podcast, loving the people that are there Mm -hmm. and not pointing out that, oh, we're low on numbers today, but just loving the people that come and that numbers don't really mean anything. Cause yeah, then the next week we were back up to, you know, our 15 or whatever it was. So I think that's, that's what it usually is for me is when the numbers aren't always there or when they do dwindle and then you're sitting there going, is this even worth it anymore? Like all of that starts to, to boil up and then you remember that one matters, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, I've wanted to quit a few times. Actually, my first ministry leading experience, I had just, I went to Moody for a year and then quit to marry a girl and she broke up with me that summer. It went really well. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, for the next couple of years, I went to the local community college while serving here at the church. And one of the first things they gave me was the college ministry. They're like, We've got a little bit of college ministry left over. Why don't you lead that? Kind of use some of your moody skills, get started again. And then we want to encourage you to go back to school and finish it up. And I I did all that later. So I'm leading the college group. In my first year, we went from 10 people to closing it in six months. Like we had to close the college ministry for various reasons. There was a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I basically my very first ministry experience, I, I killed a group off. So that's given me a ton of perspective over the years that numbers don't freak me out as much as they would have otherwise, mm-hmm. or I kind of just need to be able to maintain a perspective a little bit. So my very first thing that I did was kill it. And you got to believe there were a lot of nights there where I thought that I am terrible. I'm the worst. I'm never going to be able to do this. And then to kind of close the story really in a positive way. So then I met a friend who was trying to lead a college group at another church in town. And we started a partnership and that actually led to us creating a college ministry that that was combined from all the churches in town and that exploded and became super cool. And it was just one of those things where I learned that even when things aren't going well, a slight change or, you know, bringing a partner in can change everything to the point where it's Mm -hmm. just a wild success and you don't know what to do with it. So. Mm -hmm. Any last minute thoughts you would like to impart on people? I'd say keep the questions coming. Yes, please. We want to do little episodes like this because if you if we're just, you know, spending forty five minutes in the Bible every week, we we like doing that. But you got to have moments where you just kind of like chill a little bit. Well, and we like to just know what you guys actually are thinking and right. wanting, and yeah. So we'd love to have more questions, which you can also just e- email us right at yamcastpod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. But you can also do it on the Instagram as well. So. Right. And if we're reading, you know, if you're reading along with judges with us and you, and we don't cover things that you really want to know the answer to, I can't guarantee we can give it to you, but you can shoot us a question and we'll mm-hmm. at least address it more specifically. Because what we're doing is the swath of material here is massive. 
And what we're picking is just a couple of little things that are sort of keeping with the storyline that we're trying to tell, which is in Judges, nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. There's some supernatural crazy stuff going on. And all the people groups surrounding Israel are pretty pretty brutally messed up, whether it's because of family situations that shouldn't have happened, like we talked about, you know, recently, or, you know, because of some other major supernatural issue that happened. So so all those early episodes that kind of laid the groundwork for judges, we're trying to stay in those categories moving forward. So Yep. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Yamcast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the App Store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at The Yamcast. Aight. Peace. Don't put that in there, James.